Hi, I'm Lance. And I'm Mel. In the spring of 2012, we were walking around downtown Indianapolis. We were looking for someplace local for dinner. We threw out a restaurant name and Mel asked, Is it local? That simple question became a much bigger conversation and our company, Indiana Originals, was born. Every Indiana Originals member is certified local. That means the business is an Indiana-owned and operated company, headquartered here, and not part of an out-of-state chain. When you discover and support a business on our website or on our app, you are keeping more money in Indiana, helping our communities be unique, and creating jobs. If you spent 5% more on goods and services from Indiana, we would have $1.8 billion more billion for our schools and infrastructure. So when you break it down, that's just $35 per household per week. When you see the Indiana Originals badge, you know you are supporting local Indiana businesses. Download our app powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains and get your business certified local at indianaoriginals.com. Indiana Originals, leading local living. Local Matters brings you incredible stories about Indiana original businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. I'm Mel McMahon, and today we'll get the story of how Beth Rovazzini became part of B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains. We'll talk about the challenges and the successes along the way and why supporting local businesses really matters. You're listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana Originals, leading local living. Beth Rovazzini, B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains, thank you so much for being our guest today on Local Matters. Well, thank you for inviting me. I'm very excited. My very first question, why is the name so long? The last name or, <laughs> no, or the, the name of the company? Name. Oh. Well, the B is Bratton, which is my maiden name, my parents, and the W is Wise. And then we do, and my dad did this, plumbing, heating, cooling, and drains. So he just put it all in the name. So there's no question about what the company does? No. Ever? No. You got no. it covered. Yes, except the part with the B&W people, you know, are you root beer? There was a race team out at the 500 for a few years, B&W, do you sponsor a race car? <laughs> and goodness knows if I had that kind of money, it wouldn't be going on a race car. That takes so, a lot yeah. of money, too. Oh, yes. Yeah, you might as well just burn it in the street. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of people would agree with you on yeah. that. So, no, yeah, my husband been in, has been in racing for 60 years, so I'm well aware of the amount of money that burns there. <laughs> so tell us how the company got started. Well, um, m- my parents uh, were high school sweethearts. My father went to tech high school and was in the construction trades there at Tech Arsenal Tech because it was a technical high school. And, um, and so they got m- married when my mom graduated at 18 and he was 20. And he was working, he had a number of jobs, but then he got a job working for Walter Clark doing plumbing and Walter Clark uh, did all the gateway homes on the west side of Indianapolis and he wanted to retire and so he told the three plumbers working for him and one of them was his son-in-law Paulie Smith or Snuffy Smith Denny's dad Mm -hmm. and uh, so that was his son-in-law and then my dad worked for him and another uh, man named Ron Paps that ended up uh, starting a plumbing company in Zionsville and he said I'll divide this uh, contract for all these homes with the three of you and put you three in business but you have to find a heating partner and our next door neighbor was a Russian immigrant married to a German immigrant and he worked at Citizens Gas because back then Citizens Gas came out and repaired your furnace if you had a problem 
So he was a friend. Yeah. What year are we talking about? 1960. Here? Okay. So, and he worked there and he, so if you, your furnace didn't work, you called Citizens and they came out and fixed it. And so my dad got with him and he left Citizens and they started B&W Plumbing and Heating and finished all those homes. And then they did some other new construction. They did um, some public housing over at 16th and Concord and did, did some uh, other new construction. It was primarily new construction then. And um, after about seven years, um, his partner, Al, um, he didn't really like customers or he didn't like employees. <laughs> Which, as a business owner, you should probably like one or the other. Right. And, <laughs> and so he went back to working just as a, with apartments as maintenance and everything. And looking back, because he had three kids, and my brother and I and their kids were best friends and grew up together. And looking back, we would probably say that Al was on the spectrum. Just some oh, of his okay. idiosyncrasies and everything. Now that I'm an adult and I can look back, then it was just like, oh, well, that's what Al does. Mm-hmm. But you look back and you say, you know, he probably had, was on the spectrum. And that's why dealing with people was just way too stressful for mm-hmm. him. So then uh, my dad kept bought him out, kept the name, and everybody just assumed it was Bratton and Wife because my mom worked there. Ah, so gotcha. So then about, about 1996, 97, um, I was working there after we sold a restaurant. I ran a restaurant for about five years, and um, we were having our monthly accounting meeting, and that's when they informed me that their retirement plan was for me to purchase the business. Well, what did you want to be when you grew up? Well, um, actually a home ec teacher. Really? (laughs) Yeah. I never would have guessed that about you. (laughs) No. For those of you listening, Beth and I have known each other for quite some time now. Um, You referenced Denny Smith earlier. Denny is the co-host of the Home and Garden Show on 93 WIBC, Mm -hmm. which, is that how we first met WIBC? Was it Salvation Army? Salvation Army. Salvation Salvation Army. Army. Yes. Yes. So, okay. Tell me about this home ec side of you that I don't know about. Well, so I've always liked cooking. I've, I've done a lot of that through my time. And uh, when I was in school, I loved home ec. I loved the sewing, the craft, organizing, putting things in, in place. And so I wanted to be a home ec teacher. But I was going to college in 1977. And in 1977, that was the height of women's lib. And you were a sellout if you went into traditional women's jobs. Ah. So everybody that went into teaching got a lot of static from their fellow women mm-hmm. students. And so I p- went to the next best thing that's organized accounting. <laughs> and, organized accounting. Yeah, so I picked business and accounting and, um, and got a degree in accounting. Well, first I went from home ec to be a Russian history major because I loved Russian history. And my dad said, okay, and then what? And I said, oh, yeah. I don't know what you can do with that. Okay, home, I'm writing, I'm taking notes here. Home ec to Russian history. Yes. To accounting. To accounting. Okay, and then you were in the restaurant biz. Well, before I went to the restaurant biz, back when I graduated school, they had the big eight accounting firms, you know, mm. and that's the coveted job that everybody wanted, and I got one at Arthur Anderson. And it was the worst job I've, the only job I ever had that was worse than that was working at a dry cleaners where my first day somebody brought in all their clothes full of poop. Oh, goodness. Yeah. So that was, I ended up. That's a really bad first day. That was a bad first day. Did you quit on the spot? Yes, I did. (laughs) I would have to. Yeah, that was it. But uh, it was just so 
boring and they didn't let you do anything. What they really did was want to hire all the graduates, top graduates from the local colleges, and they basically sat you there and we added up the phone book to practice calculator skills because they really didn't have work for us, but they didn't want the small regional firms to get any of the top people. And they knew that a lot of us would just leave after a while. And I lasted six months left and my parents had uh, invested in a restaurant on the west side of Indianapolis. My brother had died while I was in college in an automobile accident, it was just the two of us. And so they were just kind of at odds of what to do. So they always went to this one restaurant and the woman that managed it always wanted to open a restaurant. So they decided to invest in it and she was gonna run it. They were just gonna invest in it. And then they shortly learned one of the rules of the restaurant business is people skim. Mm-hmm. And so then when they confronted her with it, she just said, no, that's the way it is, and I'm not going to stop. And so they said, well, then you're not going to work here. So I actually went there just to kind of put the books in order, and we were going to sell the restaurant. But I loved it and spent five years there. And then um, after five years, I wanted to get married and have kids and everything, and that's not a, a really conducive to that. So we sold sold it, and I went over to B&W, and I was just doing the books there. and. That's when they said, well, our retirement plan is for you to purchase the business. So so how did you feel about that? Um, I, I really, I, I was fine with it. You know, I, I'm, I'm close with my parents, with my brother dying. That changed our really dynamic. Um, and that business that my parents had invested so much time in had given me a lot. It put me, neither one of my parents went to college. You know, I'm, I'm first generation college in our family. Um, and so it, th- that business provided for me to be able to go to college, and, and we lived a very comfortable middle-class lifestyle. So I felt uh, some obligation to that. And then um, I liked people and the, and the challenge of it. And so I thought, yeah, I'll do this. Was the plan for your brother to take over the business? No, that was never his plan. He was really artistic, okay. um, and and really, uh, he went to Heron School of Art, and um, he wasn't very practical. And yet, so um, no, that probably was never going to happen. I don't think he died when I was twenty-one, and so I don't think at that point they'd really thought about it. But we all knew that there's no way he was going into the business. Now you don't that. you don't run the business by yourself. No, I originally when they told me that I I um, ha- I bought it from them, but then I uh, gave some stock to some people for some golden handcuffs because I knew that there's no way that I could do all of that by myself. I didn't have the expertise and or the the time. So at the time I had three partners. One has since retired, and so now I just have two partners, Chris Ambrose and Dave Magine. And Dave runs the heating side and Chris runs the operations and the plumbing side. So talk about that dynamic, right? So your expertise in this business was, you know, more of the accounting. Obviously you're a people person, yep. so customer service yep. is really big and that piece of the puzzle is there. How do you go about finding partners? How do you know that it's a good fit? Or what were you looking for? What told well, you? They that- are all already worked there. Okay. So that that was one thing is, you, you know, they already were uh, managers there or running departments and, and they'd already been hired. So I, I had the uh, benefit of knowing their characters and knowing how I worked with them. So that, that was part of it too. And um, we purchased it in 2000 and then about 2003 my uncle who my dad had already made a partner 
long before that, uh, a minority partner was running the new construction, and he had two heart attacks within a week of each other. Had a massive heart attack, was about to get out of the hospital. As he's in the wheelchair for them to take him out, has a second massive heart attack. Wow. So after that, um, he, he did come back to work for a while and, and did some estimating, but he was not able to do the job that he did before. So Dave Magine and I went out in the field and did new construction from 2000 and ran the new construction from 2003 until 2008 when the faucet turned off, mm-hmm. <laughs> the recession. Yes, the recession. And then in 2000, and that really was a good pivot point for us because that wasn't my passion. Dave liked the building part, but the rest of it wasn't his passion. And Tim and Chris were not, they weren't excited about it. So we said, you know, if we're going to spend 60 hours a week, let's do what we like to do. And, and it's really the repair of residential and commercial replacements, renovations, remodels that we love. And so that's, that's what we decided to do. So we got, by 2010, we'd completed all of our new construction contracts, and we never pursued it after that. Coming up, the challenges and successes Beth Rovazzini has had along the way and what she wants you to know about starting your own business. This is Local Matters. Local Matters is brought to you by our friends at Indiana Originals. Full disclosure, I run that. I own it. It was kind of my idea with my husband a few years ago. And Beth, I think you were one of the first people I told about this idea. I think so. You came to a Speedway Chamber meeting and told us all about it, and I signed up. Yep. And it was that simple, right? And it's still that simple to sign up. You just go to indianaoriginals.com, click join, and put in your application. And what that means is if your application is accepted, that means your business is certified local. So we take all the guesswork out of supporting independent businesses. Everyone on our website or on our app, powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains, is a business that is Indiana-owned and operated. It's headquartered here, and it's not part of an out-of-state chain. So we take all the guesswork out of supporting local. And it's not just about food. It's not just about boutiques, right? Beth Rovazzini's business, heating and cooling. It's certified local, right? We have accountants. We have experiences. It's all about supporting those businesses that put more and more money back into our local economy. And here's an interesting fact. If every Hoosier family spent just 35 more dollars with a local business once a week, we'd have more than $1.8 billion for our state. It's huge. So very little changes to our daily lifestyle can make a huge impact. And another one of our members that's supporting the show is McFarling Foods. They are Central Indiana's trusted food service distributor, and you've probably eaten their food and not even known it because they have been supplying local restaurants, delis, taverns, pubs, and diners with fresh food for over 70 years. And they come alongside these restaurants and consult with them, and they give them their expert advice, and they help them succeed. They were my biggest food supplier when I had the restaurant. Were they really? Yes. That is fantastic. (laughs) See, it all comes together, and you know, Hoosiers just keep supporting each other, and they really help the community too. Anybody that was a recipient of one of the USDA Farmers to Families food boxes this year, it was a program to help COVID relief. McFarling Foods is the one who put those boxes together. So our neighbors across the street, actually, um, I saw them with one of the boxes and it had McFarling Foods logo on the side. And I was just really, really proud to be able to say that was an Indiana original. So Mm -hmm. we thank them for their sponsorship of this podcast. We thank them for being a member. And we thank you for your support of McFarling Foods. Learn more about them at McFarling.com. We've been chatting with Beth Rovazzini of B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains. Her dad started the business in their garage in Eagledale in 1961. And Beth, how long have you been a part of the business now? Um, Since 1990. 1990. And you've owned it since? 1988, maybe. (laughs) 
a while. Yeah. I'll just say a while. Yes. A while. And you did bring on um, some business partners, mm-hmm. right, who were already yes. working in the business. Yes. Are you related to them at all? No. Um, Chris's wife is one of my best friends. And still one of still. your best friends. Yes. After all these years. Yes. Yes. And now Tim's, uh, that has now retired, his wife and I went to high school together, but he, they were living in California and he applied and when he showed up with his wife, I'm like, Hope and Beth. And so we went to high school together. So it was just one of those odd things. That's awesome. Yeah. So many people say never do business with friends, right? But it feels like you do business with friends. Um, How do you get it done? We're just really honest uh, with each other. And um, just like your family, you know, you can you have a bad day and, and it's just like, okay, just go with it. I mean, and and. I think the biggest thing is, is, is it, I think it's the dynamic too between men and women. My partners are, the personalities are exact opposite of mine. So it works really well. Cause, and I re- recognize, hey, th- those are my weaknesses. So you guys handle that. And, and those are your weaknesses. So I'm going to handle that. So we, we do. And we just talk. And, um, you know, it's just kind of like being married too. You know, some days are good. Some days are like, well, you really need to stay out of my face for a, a couple of days. So. <laughs> But if you're honest with them and yes. up front, that's yeah. how you get through it. Yeah. What is the hardest part about being a business owner? Time. You never, you when you own a business, it's always in your mind. If it's not physically taking up your time, there it's really hard to make those, okay, now I'm going to be a mom. Now I'm going to do this because either people are reaching out to you at all times and, and it's like, well, I can't. You know, sometimes you do, but most of the time it's like, well, I have to answer this real quick or, or I have to do something. or And you can't hardly stop thinking about it. That's the biggest thing is having your own time. want to ask you real quick. A lot of people know B&W as the big black truck. Yes. Right? The company with the big black truck. Even your website, bigblacktrucks.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where does that come from? My dad um, he decided when, when we service kind of came from doing the new construction, then people would call and warranty and everything. And the service kind of built up organically and my mother ran it. So that's why it grew organically. Cause if my dad, my dad's the kind of person that like, if he's looking at you, he'll do all these things. And as soon as he walks out of the room, he forgot everything he just promised you. <laughs> no, that's just him. Which is not and good as no, a business owner. No, and then he's on to the next big big idea, big project. But my mom is the exact opposite. She's really de- detailed, organized, um, and <laughs> very organized. Because if you leave anything al- around for very long, she'll pitch it. Really? Yes. How does she, she do that? What's her secret? Um, she just is, is is a ninja at throwing things away and cleaning it. And my dad's the exact opposite. Every every flat surface around him is just covered in little pieces of paper and this and that and everything. And, and she's not like that. I mean, honestly, when I was in high school, I tried on a pair of shoes. I just had one, and I left the box with the other one in there, and she threw it away. Because oh my I, goodness. Yes, because it exceeded the time. So she assumed I did I something was wrong and it went boop. So, wow. Yes. So yeah, so you made sure that you didn't leave things around or they went. So, but that kind of attitude, she really followed through with customers and she and she followed through with the servicemen and she made made them 
where the industry was like, I'll show up when I feel like it, I'll do this, you know, that was kind of the standard in the industry. Right, because like a guy in a truck. Yeah. He'll get there when he can get there. Yeah, you know, oh, I didn't make it today, but I didn't call you, no big deal. And she's like, no, we're not doing that. We're going to, and she had worked at Indiana Bell as an operator. Phone company. Yeah. Prior to going into business with my dad. And so she had some customer service skills and some communication skills. And so that's, she said, no, that's not how we're going to do it. And even to this day, some of the employees that worked there when she did, they said, like, when Mary got up from her desk and was coming to talk to you, you knew you were in trouble. And, uh, yeah, and so she kept the service department. And so my dad did what he liked to do, which was buy vehicles, buy stuff. And he decided, watching the guys work and everything, that they needed a big step van. And he called it a, a mobile plumbing shop on wheels. And so he wanted them to have everything they needed because the standard is you have a smaller truck and people just run and bring you things or you run and get things so that's if you've ever had servicemen at your house sometimes they come and go two Mm -hmm. or three times getting stuff well he didn't want them to do that he wanted them to have it all in the truck because he having been a plumber and did that he understood what was efficient and so they started with those big step vans but through the years vehicle manufacturers have eliminated so it's getting harder and harder for us to find the big ones. Mm, so mm-hmm. we're, uh, we're in an adjustment period right now, and I have a couple of older plumbers that are not adjusting well. So your service techs, your plumbers, became known for showing up in a big black truck. Yep, and it just stuck. Um, my dad has always liked black and orange, <laughs> which so that became the company colors, and, and it did make the our vehicles stick out a lot because a lot of companies just use white and now with wraps things have changed but back then everybody just had white vehicles and so we had this black truck and people would notice them and remember them what is the most rewarding part for you of owning a business people investing in the people working in the people i really believe that you don't build a business you build the people and they build the business and so the greatest compliments i've had is People that have worked for us in the past that um, have left for a variety of reasons um, have come back years later and they're successful and said, you know, I just want to thank you because that time you invested in me, that, that you really cared about me, made a difference in my life. And so that, to me, that's the best compliment I can ever get. What advice would you give someone who wants to start their own business? What do you want them to know? You, you need to be passionate about it. If, if, it's, if you're just trying to do it for the money, then then go find a high-paying job in the corporate world because it's not not because some days it's going to seem like why am I doing that and Dave and Chris and I have the talk okay I need the talk why are we doing this some days because some days it gets really um, you know everything piles up and you think gosh nothing's going right and then if you, if you just keep moving forward, then somebody will come in from, from your past from 15 years ago and said, you made a difference in my life. And you're like, that's why I'm doing it. Or a customer will call you and say, you know, I was having a terrible day. You guys came out and took care of my problem. And it was like nothing happened. And just thank you. And it's like, okay, that's why we're here. That's why we're doing it. So if you're not passionate about it, if it's not something that just makes you that you can't stop thinking about it, then then don't do it. Go go find an, a job that pays the income that you want to do. So, and it, the other hand too, I mean, make sure that you have the time in your life. You know, if you're in a position where um, other things, families or health or whatever is is taking so much of your time, you're only going to add stress to it. That and that. Um, my other two pieces of advice is that you have to really learn to laugh at yourself 
and not get embarrassed easily because you, you will embarrass yourself a number of times and not let failure, you're gonna have to redefine failure. I mean, I always like Thomas Edison. I haven't failed, I just found 10,000 ways it didn't work and that's how I feel. Well, we didn't fail, you know. That's so true. We just haven't found the right one yet. Well, and I think part of finding the right one, and you can tell me if you agree with this or not, is you know listening to those around you, right? Yes. Like, what kind of reactions are you getting? What results are you seeing? And you know, sometimes you do know it's right. And how much of what you do is knowledge and experience, and how much of it is just a gut feeling? Mm, I, I think most of it's a gut. I, I'm fortunate that I have that that gut, which some days drives my partners crazy because I don't have the concrete facts. You'd think I was an accountant since I, I would want all the, the numbers and, and be able to give you all the evidence. But sometimes I'll just say, you know what? Our customer service, it's suffering. And they'll say, why are you saying that? I said, just, I just know. I just have that hinky feeling in my back, and that tells me we're dropping the ball someplace. And then if we go dig in there, we can see where, okay, this is a problem and we can fix it. And so I, I trust my gut. Well, I want to back up a few months. Uh, let's go back to March. Okay. 2020. <laughs> I think we all remember what happened. Uh, you know, we were shut down. Yeah. Right? It was something never experienced in my lifetime. No. For sure. Um, not experienced in yours no. either. You nope. know, this was new for everybody. Right. And you own a service that, you know, it's needed, right? It's mm. March. You yes. are a heating company. You do plumbing. You do drains. Uh, cooling, maybe not as big of a deal in March, but again, coming up. Yeah. What kind of adjustments did you have to make? What were you, well, what was going through your mind when you first learned that basically the world as we knew it was ending? Well, uh, prior, <laughs> two weeks prior to the shutdown, my parents' doctor said, you, the home companion that comes and takes care of them while you're at work, she needs to go because that's where a lot of the viruses are being spread to the older people is from their home companions. Really? Yes. And so and so I'm like, oh, okay. He said, can you work from home? I said, um, sort of. I don't know exactly, but, you know, we'll figure it out. So fortunately, there's an office because my, my husband and I a year ago moved in with my parents to take care of them because assisted living wasn't working out for them. And... Um, so I, I set up in that office and told my partners, you know, okay, we'll see how this goes. And we, nobody knew how long it was. And so I'd been working from home for, for two weeks. And fortunately, with technology and everything, there was a lot of things. But in our business, I'm the mom. And, and it's, it was, we were running into some problems. I was sending out a lot of emails to people and calling people. And then when the shutdown came... Um, it was kind of like freak out with a number of our employees. So I, I went through and called all of them and talked to them and said, you know, this is what we're going to do. And this is what, what you know, I, and here's the benefit of me not being in the office is there's a lot of opportunities coming our way, payroll protection, all of these different things. I have that time and I'm on all of these webinars. I'm finding out what we need to know. So I'll be informed and I'm going to keep you guys informed and we're just going to keep moving forward. And then, you know, we started, I did a lot of research and everything. Okay, now we need to make sure that we're doing work safe and, and that we're communicating that to our customers and that, that uh, all of our employees know everything to follow and what's the latest CDC. Because you remember in the beginning, it was changing all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, wash your groceries, then don't wash your wa groceries, wear a mask, don't wear a mask. You know, all of that was changing daily. And you almost needed 
an information officer to keep up with that. So that was kind of a benefit being at home. I, I was able to do that. Chris and Dave uh, were in the office. And then as time went on, then, then my husband's in racing, they completely shut down. So then he was able to stay home with my parents some of the time. And then we kind of alternated shifts so that we didn't have very many people in the office at the same time. And I would go in the office a little bit and we kind of trade off. And I mean, fortunately, we were deemed essential. So we kept working through the whole time. And then we got the payroll protection, which honestly was a lifesaver. We we would probably not have been able to make it because um, March was 20% down, April was 50% down, May was 70% down, and it started rising back up in June and July to normal. But you Wow. Know, yeah, so, I mean, that, and because we did not have to reduce anybody's hours, pay, or anything. And, in fact, um, was able to guarantee 40 hours to all of our employees, no matter wow. what hours they worked, which, to me, was, that was my goal. My goal was, you know, they these employees, we need to keep them for the business, but also they need it for their families. And how many employees do you have? 32. That's a lot of families. Yes. That you yeah, it take is. Care of. Yeah, it is. Wow. It is. And, and, they're, and they're all um, important to me. I mean, I know all their kids. I know a, a lot of information about them. I can probably, most of them, tell you what their favorite foods are and what they don't like to eat and that kind of stuff. So and I you've mean, had a lot there for a long time. Yeah, we have. A lot, about 80% of our employees have been there over 10 years. Wow. And definitely some experts, yes. too, that yes. know the ins and outs. Um, I've been fortunate slash unfortunate <laughs> to have experience with, I think, every single aspect. Yeah. Plumbing, heating, cooling, drain. Yeah, all yeah. of them. Yeah. Well, and I, I think what people don't really believe, but we do talk about the service problems. I mean, th- that's the conversation at our water cooler a lot is, is, you know, well, what did this happen? And, you know, and, and input and between all of us, we know that there's not any problem that we can't solve just by having discussions. And I mean, just l- earlier today, one of the plumbers texted me a picture of a faucet and he said, what brand is this? <laughs> and I said, it's Kohler <laughs> and mm-hmm. sent it back to him. And so, yeah, we're are all working together. Definitely a team effort. Yes. Beth, why does supporting local and being known as an Indian original matter to you? Well, a number of reasons. One is, is the contribution to the economy. I mean, the dollar for dollar goes back in the economy, and, and that lifts all of us. But I think one of the big things that I have seen, especially with workforce issues and everything in the last 10 years, is the local businesses, we have the opportunity to accommodate differences that if you're Target, if you're Walmart, you have to make rules for the whole country. So that one particular person that doesn't exactly fit, you just have to pass on them because you you don't have anybody that can customize whatever. And from working with the area schools and, and all of that, I have been able to take on some young people that didn't fit just exactly all the requirements and, and the, the description that everybody wanted. And we've turned them into successful people. Not all of them are still working for me. They've went on to other things. But I know that we help them become an adult and become successful and understand how you take care of yourself. And small business can do that. I know a number of other people in Indiana Originals and other groups I'm in, they can do that too. They can see the value in the person 
and say, you know what, your attitude, your value fits for me, I can teach you these things, where large companies just can't do that. And, and we need both. I mean, we do need some big companies, but also we can't leave people behind. And I think the small businesses, we collect those people. Beth, you are the definition of an Indian original. Besides IndianOriginals.com, where can we find more about you and how can we support your business? Well, we're on the web at bpluswcom and we have a Facebook page and Twitter and uh, I think we have Instagram too. I'm not the social media person at our company. <laughs> I get on there every now and then. So, so if you want to get a hold of me, the best way is to just send me an email at beth at bpluswcom and I'll answer you. And you can see their logo on so many different charitable efforts, too, because giving back to the community is, I mean, I feel like it's one of your top priorities. It, it really is. I mean, it's, it, um, I, since I was a, a, a little girl, I think that this came from my mom. People that are vulnerable really tug at my heart. When I was in high school, I babysat a Down syndrome boy. And um, th- that's just kids, older people, dogs, cats, animals. Those are those are the people that those are my peoples, and so Salvation Army, Children's Bureau, Indiana Flight, and then recently I've gotten involved with Operation Underground Railroad for human trafficking. Wow! And that's just, um, gosh, just want to rescue all of them. Yep, I want to take. Yeah, I. Mm. Mm. Yeah, you speak to my heart. You yep. really do. And Beth. Thank you so much for being our guest today on Local Matters, and thank you for doing your part to create healthier, stronger communities and more jobs in Indiana. Well, thank you, Mel. I've enjoyed it. And thank you for listening to Local Matters, made possible by Indiana Originals and McFarling Foods. It's an honor to bring you incredible stories about Indiana Original businesses making a positive impact in Indiana and the entrepreneurs leading the way. Learn more about why Local Matters at indianaoriginals.com and on our app powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains. I'm Mel McMahon, and until next time, keep supporting local. Thanks for listening to Local Matters, brought to you by Indiana Originals, distributed by the All Indiana Podcast Network. Download the Indiana Originals app, powered by B&W Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Drains, and check out indianaoriginals.com.